0: Hi there and welcome. Now it's time for America's, America's favorite, podcast. favorite podcast. Leave your mark with your host, Vince Cortez. If it's dry, loose fit it, it's Cortez, it freezes in it. It's Cortez. Leave your mark. It's about inspiring the world, one guess at a time. Pass the word from Brooklyn to Pittsburgh, from urban to suburb. It's Cortez. You heard. And here is our host, Vince Cortez. This is
1: Leave Your Mark. I am Vince Cortez, and today's guests are Hannah and Chuck Keels, Stage Four Cancer Thrivers, with a miraculous life story they share with others via their speaking events, their books, and their social media. They've co-founded Living Hope Cancer Foundation to inspire a positive mindset in anyone affected by cancer. They also live out their motto, Get Up and Live, one day at a time while going through treatment, growing their nonprofit, and sharing hope to everyone they meet. Their website is getupandlive.org. Chuck and Hannah, thank you so much for being here. very excited to speak with you, too. A tremendous mindset and your approach to this so what i want to do is is typically i speak in your youth and in that but i've not had two people in this unique situation so i want to kind of find out where you met how things were going up to the cancer and then we'll get into the cancer in more detail so if you can share that part of the story where you two become a couple
2: yes well thank you so much for having us and the best way to start our story is to start with Chuck's backstory.
3: So, so uh, yeah, this and this. The reason why we do that is because this starts like like a whole change in my path in my life that I have never seen coming. And in two thousand fifteen, um, I was diagnosed with stage four prostate cancer. That just like every other guy, I'm gonna get. I'll be okay tomorrow. Um, it got worse and worse and worse. And by the time I was diagnosed, it was not only stinted four, which means it's running around your body, but it also means that um, it, um, it, they, they said I had, I had three months to live. So, so you know,
1: waiting. I, said, I, I want to kind of touch on it to interrupt. What, what's your I'm, initial thought? Because everybody who finds out they got cancer the first time has a, an electric type of charge that goes through them. Um, what did you initially think when you found out he had cancer?
3: Um, I was a, a dad of two boys, a single dad. I raised by two bo- boys. They were junior high and high school. Um, I uh, figured, you know, um, boy, this sucks. <laughs> you know, what's going to be next? And it's not just um, a cancer that we can start uh, doing chemo, radiation, and throwing things at it, maybe a surgery and get rid of it. You're diagnosed with stage four prostate cancer. Um, you're you might have three months to live, is what the team of doctors told me. And they sent me home. And that night, I get a knock on my door, and it's two hospice nurses.
1: Oh my word! So yeah. not
3: only yeah, so not only was I uh, my head spinning, but what they told me was there was nothing the medical industry could do about it at this point, it was that bad.
1: Okay, so. Moving forward from there, then what takes place? You address this right away or, I mean, stage four, you got to do something. What were your measures you took?
3: So like you said, the medical industry can't step in any longer because they pay, pretty much said there's nothing we can do at this point. Hospice nurses were at my house writing prescriptions for liquid morphine and hospital beds to sit downstairs in my house so I didn't have to climb the flight of stairs. So what do you do is you go to the next, uh, the next point of attack or the next game plan. God, <laughs> help me. <laughs> what is going on here? You know, what do you do? You start praying. You know, you start, you, you, there's nothing the medical industry can do. So it's the next
1: step is God, what is your plan? Is this a short journey or long journey? <laughs> now, how is your spirituality? Um, where's your connection with God? You know, so at the
3: time, I, 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 I would say I was spiritual, but I was very confused about Christianity. Um, I'm not calling out any specific religions, but I did grow up Catholic. I went to Catholic school for 11 years, and um, what what I what I didn't get was that personal relationship with Jesus. I didn't get that. I got a lot of check the boxes and have a nice haircut and nice shirt and nice pants and be at church at 9 o'clock, and and you're a good Catholic boy. I didn't get all the rest of the of the of the important stuff, the really important stuff. So I would say that um, instead of going to church because I didn't believe in that anymore. Um, instead of being in that, in that brick building on the corner, um, every Sunday morning, I'd rather be out mountain bike riding or hiking, but I would, abs- I would say a prayer and I would thank God for the beauty around me. I didn't know, I didn't know, um, a personal relationship with Jesus until, um, everything in the entire world is taken away from you. And you're laying there in a hospital bed, looking at the ceiling. And, and then you realize it's just you and him.
1: That's tremendous. So, now you're moving through this, so you survive. You go through. Well, what, I had. What was your battle like? Because we want to get up here to when you meet Hannah, and because all right, we want to get into what you guys right. currently. Do. So
3: absolutely sick as a dog, down forty pounds. My skin looked pale. I smelled funny. I was on liquid morphine just to get through the day, and I was a I was a sick puppy. I said, let to get my boys back to Ohio. The day we were supposed to fly out of Phoenix to, to back to Columbus, Ohio. I suffered a spinal collapse or a compression fracture. So the the cancer was in my bones, causing all kinds of problems. And there was an area in my spine that just said, boom, we can't hold you up anymore. Oh, or the fire department gets me to the closest hospital in Central Phoenix. They do two emergency surgeries. And in the recovery room, my life changed. <laughs> I actually, the room, the room got cold I, I scrunched up. I looked to my right to see if somebody would opened the doors at the end to let the cold air in, and the doors were shut. So I panned back to my left, and I'm laying there flat on my back looking at a brown robe, white scarf, beard and face. I'm looking in the face of Jesus. He's looking at me. His right foot does a half a step towards me. He reaches out and touches me on the shoulder, and then he's gone, maybe three or four seconds. I'm flipping out. I'm like I I don't even go to church anymore.
1: What what is what what is what just happened? Are you thinking like you're hallucinating, or is this something that you? What makes you feel that this is real? So
3: so in my in my head, I I didn't see his mouth move, but in my head I heard I got you. And then my right away, it's like was it a doctor? Was it a nurse? Was it a janitor? You know, we you know what was that? And in my head, I said I was in the presence of Jesus. I had no doubt in my mind. I was in the presence of Jesus that day. Go, go, to this, that day. All the pain stops, and the doc, they, the doctors and uh, nurses are freak, they're freaking out. They're like, uh, "We you are not ordering anything." I don't, I don't feel any pain. I don't want to take. I don't even take aspirin. I'm not going to order a drug if I don't have to. So that day, my life changed in an unbelievable way.
0: I'll say, wow. Connect with us on LinkedIn. Be our friend on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You are listening to, listening to Vince Cortez. We just want you to leave your mark. Now,
1: you, you're healing, so where's life leading you now? You got your voice, and you're taking care of business. And- yeah. Business was um, designing swimming
3: swimming pools and landscaping all over the valley. Um, So from an Ohio boy to being in someone's backyard in Phoenix, Arizona, every day of the year was absolutely beautiful for me. Oh, yeah. So I went back went back to that design and landscaping. But the phone started ringing. It was somebody who their mom or their wife or they were going through cancer. And they said, what did you do? And I'm like, what are you calling me for? And they're like, you you survived stage four cancer. I'm like, what is going on here? And, it, it, and what happened was I seen my life start to change because I start taking all these calls. And I realized I was helping people, which I love to do. And it was coaching them, coaching them with their cancer journey, and so that started gradually. And in that event of happening of still landscaping and still raising two boys, um, and, and 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 all this stuff, and trying to get my health back because my body fell apart through this cancer journey. So I was at the gym, in the pool, um, at the park, walking hills, doing whatever I could to push forward. Um, and at the same time, um, um, these calls were coming in. And um, I get introduced to uh, a beautiful young lady that's going through stage four breast cancer, and that young lady is sitting next to me right now. That was two
2: years ago. the face cancer journey was in 2015, six years ago. And two years ago, one of my really good friends, um, I was talking to her about, I'd just written a book, the content of my book, and I didn't know how to publish it. And I was trying to figure it out, and I was talking to her about it, and She's like, oh, I don't know why I've never introduced you to my cousin. You should look him up. His name's Chuck Keels. So she's like, I don't have his phone number. Look him up on Facebook. So I did. I stalked him for a good half day, and mm. sent a message on Messenger. <laughs> so I put him friend him because he had five thousand friends. when you hit five thousand friends on Facebook, it's the cap. Okay. So I was like, who knows if this guy's gonna find this message in that weird other other folder. And I prayed over it. I was like, God, if you ever want him to find it, you know, like, this guy's older than me. I don't know how savvy he is. And, uh, so I,
3: <laughs>
2: and he heard that. He saw that message a month later.
3: And, and, and you know that that whole story about the the Facebook deal. When you when you're just a dude with your buddies in Ohio and Pennsylvania and L.A., it's it's five, six, seven, eight hundred friends, right? Yeah. But after this crazy journey I started through with cancer and, and, and being able to speak at, for some businesses and schools and churches. Well, my friends started filling up and it got to 5,000 and I didn't know a personal page caps off at 5,000. And so, um, it was there and I was getting all these messages in this weird mailbox that were people that weren't my friends. And I'd go in once a month and just mostly delete them out. Cause it was people from all over the world, scamming and jamming and asking for money. And I was like, this is crazy. But I come across this, this message that said something about, I know your cousin. Um, I'm writing a book, and I'm like, whoa. And then I look back, and when it was sent, it was a month earlier.
2: So I thought he was ignoring me, you know. And uh, so once we started talking, you started stalking me, and so have it overseas. <laughs> That's the great part about social media—you stalk people. Um, so I was overseas visiting uh, my cousins in Holland. So I was born there in the Netherlands. And so I was like, yeah, I'm not going to be able to see you. He's like, let's go for coffee. I'm like, you're going to have to wait about two and a half weeks. So we just started messaging each other and video chatting and had so much in common. We both have voice, So between us, we have six voice, almost exactly like a year apart. They all fit right in each order. And there are just so many similarities. And so he ended up picking me up from the airport. And we were inseparable after that and six weeks later got engaged and six weeks after that got married so within three months of meeting each other we were meeting
1: wow just lock click lock it down dude just click (laughs) that's a fantastic story now i I handed you your stage for yourself so like what was your emotions when you found out you got cancer
2: yeah so that was um a year after chuck got it so five years ago I was diagnosed with stage three breast cancer um, in the same year that I got divorced from a pretty long marriage of 21 plus years. Um, A lot of loss for me that year, a lot of just change. Um, Had my double mastectomy, had to start working full time as a nurse. Um, And so it it freaked me out, honestly. Like I was not expecting it. I was eating organically and exercising and doing all of the things that are healthy that anybody would imagine. Right. And so it threw me for a loop completely unexpected. And a year later it progressed. So I was diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer um, and had to leave my job um, because I couldn't be on treatment and work full time as a nurse. So there was, and at that point, it freaked me up so much. I really thought I was going to die. I definitely told myself, I'm going to die by the time I'm 50. Um, And I had all of these, like, things going on in my mind. I was scared. I didn't know what to expect. How was I going to provide for my kids financially? All of that. And what I ended up doing with all of that fear is the only thing I could do and take it to God. So I really had this time in my life where I, couldn't depend on myself or other people that could depend on him and he was teaching me how to do that. And um, over the last couple of years, that's been my (laughs) go-to. It's the only thing I can do. I've had a lot of more losses. My very best friend uh, committed suicide. Um, I have just experienced loss after loss with a broken neck last year and a broken back over the winter and having a feeding tube and losing my voice and not being able to sing or eat. So it's just these places of deep loss for me of the things that I love, right? And this all these things just happened after we got married. So you know, you imagine you're gonna have this like honeymoon of a marriage. And even though my cancer was stable when we met, it progressed after about five months of being married. And so we we really went through a lot of roller well, coaster emotions and death deep losses last year.
3: And it no it still are and still are. It's it's been a long year. Uh, but, you know, uh, basically, you know, she's still in her journey. She's still in treatment right now. And so it's it's not like we went through it. We are going through it right now. Uh, but, you know, what we're hoping to do is be able to be transparent that we can go through this and still be productive and build a cancer foundation and help people and take calls all day long and things like that. And we want other people to watch us and go, I'm complaining about this. And these guys are doing that. So, you know, our journey, our journey has definitely continued to, uh, to roll on.
2: Yeah. And there's something about being diagnosed with cancer, especially metastatic, um, because it really makes you brush up with your mortality is realizing that every day is a gift. And so that is literally how we live now. We don't concern ourselves too much with six months down the road. We do today really well. We live today really well. So our motto became get up and live. And, it really is, it changes everything. We actually tattooed it on our arms and we have it on our here. Our websites getupandlive.org. And it's this reminder to people that um, <laughs> um it's a reminder to people to really like live your life that God's given you today, you know, at the best that you can. So whatever that looks like if you can get out in the pool and walk around after my surgery i couldn't walk on land sure
1: you had like beyond the trifecta you should have been on the racetrack betting as many injuries as you had that That was in a wheelchair that was here so uh, how are you like as far as like what's your mobility like um i mean
2: i'm walking again um about two months ago, I, I said goodbye to my wheelchair. I had this great little...
1: Oh, that's awesome, man. That's a major one. right It, there was, was, that it was it was gradual. She started out with um um um
3: wheelchairing through the pool and then walking around in the pool. Uh, in the okay. and, and then one day, she's like, I'm going to start walking a little bit more here in the house. And then one day, she looked at me. And she goes, I'm, I'm done with that. And I go, well, let's just keep it around. And she's like, no, yeah. I'm done with that. And we put it up uh, for sale and sold it. Wow. And so... she's she's not she's not gonna win any races or anything like that but she won (laughs) a race right there yeah you're right you're right she sure did
2: yeah so and it's a lot of physical therapy of a physical therapist that comes twice a week and daily exercises so you know it's not this magical thing it really is hard work every single day but but i quit doing the things i love i love being
0: in the pool so it's if you are listening from Australia, Florida, or just from around the corner. From East Coast to West Coast outlets, if you're to the dirty South straight, make body, modest. Contact us. Leave your mark with your host, Vince Cortez.
3: You said something at the beginning here that I, we skimmed over just because it was the start of the conversation. But when you said mindset, um, Vince, you said it all. Minds, mindset is everything. And watching her and her drive and her faith, Mindset is everything in life.
1: I am Absolutely. Um, uh, what I'm, uh, I'm picking up off of the two of you is you both had a coming to meeting with the Lord. And individually, before he connected the two of you, you obviously felt the connection. I mean, to get married as quickly as you did. And I mean, just just sheer bliss. I mean, to, to think sh- that you're currently going through therapy and he's done and looking at the two of you, how healthy you are. I mentioned that to you earlier. I mean, they're bright and shiny, and that's really how the Lord works through us.
2: That's right, and it is one of the biggest things. We briefly mentioned our nonprofit. We started it two months after we got married. Um, got the paperwork, got our IRS um, determination letter, and started it in a call that Living Hope Cancer Foundation. So we want people to live with hope. You know? Oh yeah. Going cancer, and it was something we realized both that was missing. We didn't have people speaking into our lives of you're going to get through this and you can actually suffer. Well, you can can go through treatment and with a smile on your face. And, um, those are, we learned a lot of those things on our own. And then when we met each other is amazing. Like we were doing very similar things and we have five pillars that we teach, which is prayer, love, surrounding yourself with people you love in your community, let them serve you and love you during this time. Um, juicing, We juice every day. It's a way to get raw fuel. And we use essential oils. We both were using them before we met each other, and we still do every single day. And moving the body, however that looks. You know, it could yeah. be laying on the floor, stretching. It can be going for a run if you can run or walk your dog. Or yeah. There's something about that. like no, no, it's energy. big.
1: You know, well, if it's when you feel good physically, it rolls off into feeling good mentally, it, so much of us, we think through our bodies instead of through our minds, you've, you've completely mastered thinking through your mind and your spirit, like the, it, it, like I said, you're just lit up. It's it's so noticeable, even if you're just sitting there. I mean, but, Chuck, but Chuck is beaming, <laughs> Chuck is beaming, he's like, or like, He's like I could you're are you above the Arizona's Cardinal Stadium there? I see the light shining up there. <laughs> That's coming down from a higher source. Okay, for sure. But I mean the reality of the joy that you bring to this, it completely changes the outcome. Right.
3: Yeah. But something you just said also, you said when you know when you're feeling better, your mind starts to work better. We coach people to, even though you're feeling like crap, let's start putting one foot in front of the other because if you don't start sometime, you'll never get there. So we've got to coach people from feeling like crap and their doctors telling them, you know, you're going to die and all this stuff. And we got to call and coach them to get up and live. And you should see the transformation in cancer people. And we even work with people in hospice and get videos of them dancing in their living room with their family it's fun it's so
2: cool it is so cool yeah so we give that permission to live
3: yeah and I, yeah. I
2: think that and we do it we practice what we preach so we live it out loud and you know we have our days i have a lot of hard physical days and a lot of pain in the past you no know, but it really starts with your mind and if you are miserable in your mind you're going to be miserable in your body your mind will drive what your body's doing and so i that's what i find you know i'm constantly giving my pain over to God and, and working through it. And it, my body follows, like, I am, I think I'm super healthy, even though I've metastatic breast cancer, like people don't know that if they see me.
1: Yeah. And that, that- healing power right there of that yeah. emotion you're sharing and experiencing. That's what, that's, that, that's the best medicine you're ever going to get. Right. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Hey, do I have, do I have time to give a shout out? Well, yeah, no, we have plenty of time here, so I mean, as long as you guys can go, I want you to talk more about your organization and where you're right, there. I want to I want to, give a to my, my best friend
3: because, um, old Chuck, um, that was confused about spirituality, laid in a hospital. Hey, what's your plan? I established a personal relationship with Jesus when I went through my journey. So, when you said transformation, if you know old Chuck, do you, you know, fun guy, and it's go to a party and dance and have fun and all this stuff, but completely confused about, you know, what this whole life is really about. Finding my walk and finding my faith and getting closer with Jesus and now having little conversations with him every day when I'm driving somewhere, hey, Jesus, what should I do right now? And he tells me and I go do it and it ends up amazing. And I I do this my whole life. So if there's anybody that gets on this call, I'm going to save you a crap load of time and wasted bumping your head into the wall by saying, start slowly, but just in your time, in the shower, in your car, wherever you're at, say a little prayer and it don't have to be down on your knees by your bed. It's just, hey, God, I'm kind of scared. What should I do right now? Because I'm telling you right now that you knew me and you knew seen me now. And she's seen me over the last two years. And she's like, just from now to two years ago, you have changed. And the change is, my faith in knowing why we do this is because all the material things in life, all the things that happened to me with, with, with cancer and knowing that God's in charge, we know that all we're doing right now is preparing for the next world. Do we want to have money in the bank? Yeah. Do we want to have a nice house? Yeah. Do we want to have all these things? Yeah. But what comes first is your relationship with him, and then watch what happens, and it pours out, and it's been absolutely incredible all the way down to me and Hannah traveling the country speaking about the foundation and helping people through cancer or just a buddy of mine who calls and goes, dude, I don't have cancer. Read read your book or I'm watching your guys' stuff on your website and I absolutely love it. Wow. Wow.
1: Now you're all over the country with this. So kind of run me through what's a day in your life like.
2: Well, we had to get a big board, a grease board, to write all of the things we need to do. Because it's literally just the two of us in our um, nonprofit right now. So Chuck's basically a front office, and I'm the back office, so we do our own website. So it's a lot of work. And thankfully, I could do a lot of it from a recliner. But we do travel, (laughs) too. So in between chemo, you know, I give myself about two days to rest and recuperate. And then we often get at least once a month, we'll get on a plane... A car and go on our inspiration tour and share our story with uh, the local churches and any groups that want to hear it. So, businesses, schools, um, people have had
3: backyard barbecues and have, you know, 25, 30 people over, and me and had to get to sit there around the campfire and tell our story. Wow. It's that, it's that incredible. And that's what that's the fun thing about this is we don't go, okay, you've got to have a church of a certain size or a business of a certain size. If someone calls us and God opens that door, we make the plan and we can go.
0: If you have a story to share, tell us, how are you going to leave your mark? Contact us, leave your mark, with our host, Vince Cortez. Be our guest.
1: The temptation, I believe, is is to always want to be in front of a larger group. But that's not what's on your heart. The intimacy and the connection is stronger in a smaller group, preferably one-on-one. But I mean, yeah. to go in twenty-five people—that's just the perfect size where everybody's gonna just get lit. They're gonna just feel it, and that you're—you guys are so strong. I mean, as individuals, but you're like a power couple of energy with this. It's—it's it's just dripping off you guys. It's—it's uh, it's unbelievable.
3: So it was—it was, uh, was something called God School where we couldn't have handled what we're doing right now. A few years ago, four years ago. After I went through my crazy bout with cancer and got my last bone scan and it came back clean, not just you look pretty good. You're like, don't even look like you had cancer. So the miracles kept pouring out. And I said, I'm going to run out and tell everybody. I'm going to tell ch- prisons and hospitals. And in my head, I hear a voice walk into my car in the parking lot. God says, no, you're going to tell one person at a time. And I go, okay. no, I want to tell everybody. This was incredible. And he's like, no, you're going to tell one person at a time. Well, I didn't know at the time what that meant, but God knew I didn't have the capacity to handle what was getting ready to happen if I was just thrown into it. But could I grow into it?
1: Wow.
2: And wow. now he does. He still tells a lot of people one at a time. At a time? Every day, it's like oh, all spent people place. in the neighborhood and in the coffee shop, at a restaurant, the, in that, the airport.
1: But it's in the most genuine way. Uh, the the idea is it's, he's being authentic and it's heartfelt and people feel that energy it doesn't have to come with a label it's more his behavior that they're picking up on and know uh, right, I'm excited so where are you guys speaking next I mean you've got chemo going in here you're on trip you got a, you're doing stuff on the recliner building the business Obviously, a little, the talent from Arizona going on there I'm a little envious of that come on so, up
2: come on up yeah, and he actually is a really exciting. I'm going to tell it. Okay. <laughs> Speaking up to you got invited to speak at a TED Talk.
1: On oh, yeah, that's great. Um, well, the which in Arizona? Tempe? They're, in Indianapolis. they're filming in Indianapolis.
2: And the theme of oh, I Survived. So I, I Survived. survived. <laughs> Perfect.
1: <laughs>
2: so, yeah, you know, you get.
1: They tempted. found you.
2: Yeah.
1: That's great. So, uh, do yeah. we know what date that is, Is said, or it's, no? It's the. <laughs> Yeah, the event
3: happens on the 2nd of October. We fly in Indianapolis for a few days. Um, and, um, the, you know, that just came up, you know, that conversation. Someone called and said, this is what's going on. Could you guys do it? And we looked at each other. This called him back and said, we'll do it. So that's coming up. We're juggling a bunch of stuff here locally with churches and stuff like that also.
2: So not only do we speak on stage and social, we a book. So we're both published authors. Uh, he wrote a book called Hi, I'm Chuck. I wrote a book called Big Skin. And this um, spring, we actually sat and wrote our story together. And that is getting coming out, um, I think, like October. We're super excited. It's called Get Up and Let Live. Let Up and Live. So it's our beautiful, like, it's our love story, but all of the pain and lessons we learned through it all in the last two years. It's amazing. So we're really excited to get that out. Um, so that's another way we also speak. People can order that on our website.
1: I would have to ask out of curiosity, before either one of you had cancer and then you found out, did you think anything like this would be on the other side of it when you're experiencing
2: No no way. No, No way. I'm a nurse by profession, so I always felt like I was more in the capacity to take care of people while they were sick. So it, it's interesting because now I'm able to apply my nursing principles to coach people and, you know, maybe help them navigate something, but I can't really give medical advice, but I can navigate like scans and all that kind of stuff. because I have experienced with that now myself, but not in this capacity. It's you know? the absolute perfect
3: example of live in the moment, get the most out of today, hug your kids, hug your wife, you know, take that vacation you've been putting off because of 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 something with your job or some or a cancer diagnosis. And because the thing is um, what, what this lesson just taught us was there are blessings in the hardest places in life. You would never imagine stage four prostate cancer with cancer in 90% of your bones and being put in hospice would be a blessing. But look at this now, look at the lessons I've learned, look at the changes it made in this guy, you know, so, you know, yeah if you would have even mentioned this seven years ago before i started through my cancer six years ago before hannah started through hers and then you know i was in my 50s i'm like i'm growing old by myself D- dating this day stinks so i'm growing old by myself
2: and i really don't want to but that's what's going to happen and, and you i turned up want to marry somebody with metastatic breast cancer like yeah to basically technically terminal right like that's not something you want to take on so that fact that God paired us, with paired me with a guy that had that diagnosis and is not afraid of it, is amazing. Like that's just God ordained.
1: Yeah, you guys are definitely touched. This is fantastic story. I love that you came <laughs>
2: about it. It,
1: it, it just—it's so heartwarming. Um, well, I ask all my guests when they're on the show, and I want you both to answer this—not as a couple, but individually. Um, how would you like to leave your mark in this world? How would you like to be
3: remembered? Wow. Um, my first thought would go directly to can- somebody going through cancer, and giving them a big hug. But I think my biggest mark would be uh, what can happen when you actually surrender to God and say, okay. I- Chuck's plan was terrible. I, I bumped my head to the wall so many times had so many big, big journeys and troubles in life. And then I started through God's plan and it doesn't mean everything's perfect, but man, has things been so blessed and so cool, even through cancer, even through, you know, the things we've been through. Um, and and that, that's just my lesson of learning what happens when you let God orchestrate your life. Um, you pray about something before you run into the fire, you know, you're like, okay, what should I do here and listen for the answer and look for the signs so I'd love to say something, you know, to the cancer people out there, which I love and, and that's where my heart's at. But my biggest lesson to anybody in life is um just 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 really knowing who Jesus is because it's for real. And if you've got a question about that, give me a call because I've seen him.
2: <laughs> Not everybody say that.
1: Okay, Hannah, you're dinner.
2: Yeah. Um, so I've I named my book Faith Like Skin and I think that is it I want to be leave that legacy of having lived a life that makes me tear up. But you know, we're especially my boys. We have six sons that they could look at my life and see that if we're my faith like it was my skin. You know, that I'm faithful and everything.
1: That's amazing. What a gift you two are we're lucky that you got to meet each other so that we get to experience this energy. It's really, it's an incredible blessing. So it's I'm like, I'm heavy there. Yes. <laughs> well, I I want to keep in touch with you guys, know what you're up to next. I'll be following you on the internet. Um, I, Want to promote your stuff, so make sure you give me all your information, and uh, continue being blessed and doing what you're doing. It, this was fantastic. I, I really enjoyed this.
3: It's super nice to meet you. This has been awesome for us. We're honored. Uh, the easiest we just captured. Get up and live. Before it was LivingHopeCancerFoundation.com. We've got fifty-six two, two to three-minute videos on there now that people can watch and get coached through cancer or through life. So that's all free. That's all free stuff. Um, but we captured getupandlive.org. So we share that everywhere we go. It's just easy. People remember it. And they can find us. And the best day go like, go to my TikTok. Chuck Keel's on TikTok. Okay. And, and we're blowing it up, baby. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even need to dance. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't. That's wonderful. Well, I'll be in touch. and You guys stay well. Thank you so Thank much. You. Love you, bye. brother. Take care of yourself. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to Leave Your Mark today. Tune into our next episode of
0: Leave Your Mark with Vince Cortez. Be blessed. You just left your mark. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Listen to more episodes on demand. Just click Leave Your, your mark. mark with Vince Cortez.